Today's episode of Comics for Fun and Profit is brought to you by Comic Book Paper Stock. Do you remember when comics were like disposable? Newsprint, 50 cents, buck? Well, forget about that. Because now it's cardstock covers and glossy, thick, heavy mill, color saturated goodness and ten dollars eight dollars seven dollars what was wrong with a disposable comic and if you and then if you chose if you chose to preserve it bag and board it and alphabetize it and complete your run it was exciting with a disposable medium but now they're not disposable they're actually printed on the stiffest, hardest, most expensive paper stock in the history of the world. The story's even shorter than it was back when it was cheaply printed. This is this is dumb. It's okay if the paper gets a bent corner. It's okay if it's got a wrinkle in it. You know? It's still the comic book. The story's still there. More fun, less profit, I guess is what I'm saying. More fun, less profit. Thank you for listening to Comics for Fun and Profit. This is Colin G with your sneak peek at next week. Episode number 761 for Comics Rigid coming out August the 30th and August the 31st. (laughs) But before Drew and I get into what's (laughs) coming up in your local comic book show, this coming Tuesday, Wednesday, the end of August. Drew, is there anything else I need to know about the world of fun and comics before we get into the releases? We had fun discussion on Slack today that I thought I'd share. Um, if you had, you're not ten- arguing with the Patreons again, are you? No, 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 no. It's all love. It's true, Patreon. Very true. Our Patreon is all love. Uh, Kevin says, if you had ten thousand dollars to spend on comics, would you rather have one ten thousand dollar book, ten one thousand dollar books, one hundred one hundred dollar books, a thousand ten dollar books, or ten thousand? One dollar books. So you get mad money, but it can only be used for comic a comic purchase in those power of ten increments. Which would you choose and why? One thousand ten dollar books. One thousand ten dollar books. Okay, Correct. that's that's interesting. I was when you look at a book that's approximately ten dollars, you've got something that released and caught just enough fire to be relevant. So therefore there is something interesting that happened in that book. Yes. And you have a thousand of those sitting at a point where nothing necessarily has blown up tie-in wise, but there's intrigue and it's a sought after book. Yes. So as soon okay. as something else compounds that, boom, you've got a thousand things that tripled in price, maybe quadrupled in price. Okay. I eliminated the $10,001 books right off the bat. And, I, and then I eliminated the one thousand. You do realize book. we just had a one dollar book that's selling for a ton at the moment. I right? do, I do. Okay. But I, I, I've actually owned ten thousand one dollar books. That's true. And <laughs> I hate it, and I want them out of my house. So, yeah, I don't want that. I, I, I ruled out one thousand. I ruled out what you chose. What? And then I, and then I was vacillating between the top three, and. I you would out. want just one $10,000 book. Yeah, and here's why. With the amount of waffling you do, you would right. never be able to actually pull a trigger or do anything with said book. 
this, this or do you just want to put the clout? So like, I'm going just, back to his Patreon channel because it's much nicer there than here. So you would just drive around with it belted in the side seat and say, "Look at me! Look what I have!" Let me just let me tell you. I was thinking I could get an AF-15 or a Hulk 181 easily for 10 grand. One of those two, um, high grade. And well, not the high grade for AF-15, but a high grade for 181. I think. One of those two books that don't actually really mean anything to your life or comic book career. Gotcha. But but they are grails that I could never ever get on my own. They are a grail. They are a singular book. Yes. They, they are a grail. So that's what I was thinking there. That was my that that was one of my pins. I was like maybe this. And then I was like a hundred hundred dollar books would be cool because. They've already got some heat and, a, and and they haven't reached their ceiling yet. That would be kind of cool. But then I, I ruled it out because I couldn't think of a hundred books that I wanted that were worth a hundred dollars. I'm like, I think I could probably do $10,000 book. I think I could probably find 10 books that are a thousand dollars each that I would want in a nice curated collection Ten uh, copies of Amazing or uh, Ultimate Fallout. <laughs> maybe, maybe you know, I could I could probably get a high, a, a great New Mutants ninety eight. I could probably get, yeah, I'd be overpaying for some of these, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I think it'd be cool. That, that would be that would be a cool one. So the uh, I I almost did the one ten k. I almost did the hundred one hundred dollars. But then I find then I landed on ten. One thousand dollar book, and I thought that would be the that would be my way to go. So yeah, I think of a thousand dollar book is more likely to fluctuate down than up. Yeah, uh, hopefully it's not all Inhumans keys. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> but you know what? What would be? What's your downside to? So the down, one of the downsides for the one ten k was you'd never sell it or do anything with it. it you, you only got one. Um, it. That you, if somebody's going to rob you, it'll be easy one to rob. Mm-hmm. And then you sell that one book. Let's say you sell that one book on eBay. You will just lost 10, 10% of your one book. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So let's say your $10,000 books goes to $12,000. And you're like, haha, I'm going to sell that. Well, your fees are 1200 bucks. <laughs> there goes your profit. The eBay wasn't in the question, though. Oh, I apologize. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. But it, but it's a it's a good good thought and with with mad money that you can only spend on comics it's a fun it's a fun thought exercise because really I'd probably put a new roof on my house but <laughs> I had ten thousand dollars boo <laughs> well I'd probably have to do that but but by golly I'd rather buy well, speaking <laughs> of speaking of comics let's look at what why DC, we're here. <laughs> let's look at DC's Connect issue twenty eight. September book September issue for books coming out in November. Coming out in November, the penultimate release window for 2022. <sighs> okay. And DC is of course chilling out Batman and the Joker, the Deadly Duo. Uh, Mark Sylvester doing that. But before we get into that, we got a few more things here. But that is their book that they want to show. And it's uh, did they say seven of them are coming out in November. Is that what they said? Seven, oh, seven issues, issues starting, starting in November 2022. Uh, Sylvester doing 
art and the writing. Hmm. So we've turned a very interesting cover, uh, interesting uh, corner with this book. All covers are cardstock, so uh-huh. all covers are five dollars. Okay. Now that Jorge Fornes one in one hundred variant is that not the jock cover? Reminiscent of the jock cover? Very reminiscent of a jock cover. Yeah. If only it were not a postage stamp, I could get a better look at it. You know, zoom, zoom in, man, zoom in, look at that. Look at that gorgeous little thing. It's not that gorgeous, actually. No, it is the Joker, and his mouth is an alleyway. Yes, you heard me right. His mouth is an alleyway. Oh, I didn't even pick up on that. Zoom! Just zoom in, you'll find it. <laughs> so mean. And then it was like a... Is that a Swamp Thing or a Man Thing cup? One in 25? What's going on there? I don't even know. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I think I like, I th- yeah, whatever the deadly duo is, I'm, I'm in. Definitely it does seem it. like an interesting book. Um, an odd Sylvester version of Harley on the front there. So looks like we might even have a few uh, new characters involved in this one. So that's cool. What you are calling Swamp Thing is actually this hooded dude here on the main cover in purple. Yeah. And like the interior art is, it's like almost... um. Like a pastel, like a pencil, colored pencil type of drawing, almost. I'm not necessarily getting that from it, but yeah. It does look a little washed out, right? Mm, not really. No? I'm still catching Jim Lee-esque design. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, very angular. Mm-hmm. The colors seem a little muted. That's a possibility. But we have two of them releasing this month. I don't really want. The, I don't really want the Batman and Joker working together, but you know, okay. Yeah, I'll I'll go. I'll go along. And for a penny and for a pound, Batman number one twenty nine, written by our boy Zadarsky, the penultimate issue of Zadarsky and Jimenez's epic failsafe. So. Yeah, next two. All right. <clears throat> so we're gonna go two and have a backup. Yep, the backup art by. Leonardo Romero, who's uh, is Chip writing the backup as well? Yes, he, well he was. I don't know if he... it appears he still is. And there is a '90s cover. If you look in the middle of the variants, we have a '90s cover month. 129 or 130? Which which one are we talking about? 129 has a '90s cover. Oh, okay. By Ryan Benjamin. Very nice. 130 has a holiday variant. Interesting. Any interest in Batman Spawn? Heck yeah. Crossover. Written by Frank Miller. Art by Todd McFarlane. It's pretty cool. But, I mean... It's we've, old. It's happened. Yeah, I was going to say, we've done this before. So, I mean, if you missed it, you obviously weren't that interested in it. But it's really cool stuff. I remember when it happened. And I don't know that I... I don't know if I read it or not. I don't think I did. Yeah, yeah see, it's look, oh, that art is just... That's not... <laughs> 90s goodness. Batman, One Bad Day, Mr. Freeze, written by Jerry Dugan, art by Matteo Scalera. So hopefully this is reminiscent of Heart of Ice or something. You know, I'm always interested in oh, yeah. Mr. Freeze stories because, you know, I have recollection of them very, being very, very good. So, yeah, I like Scalera a lot. I check that out, even though these interior pages are not finished and they don't look great, but. <laughs> they're okay 
What about The New Golden Age, number one by Jeff Johns, art by Steve Lieber, Jerry Orway, and uh, Diego Orletgi. I I do not care about the Justice Society of America or the Legion of Superheroes. Correct. Um, been a long time since I've read any of those books, and I've left them behind. From the Justice Society of America to the Legion of Superheroes, the new Golden Age will unlock DC's epic and secret-ridden history of heroism, launching a new group of titles set firmly in the DC universe from the 1940s to the 3040s. Heroes take on the great evils of their time, but in the aftermath of Flashpoint Beyond, those heroes and villains will have their lives turned upside down. DC's future and its past will never be the same again. But how are Mime and Marionette connected to this? Why are Rip Hunter and Time Masters the most unlikable heroes in the DC Universe? And who or what is nostalgia? Don't miss out on the start of the strangest mystery to have ever plagued the DC Universe. Are you more interested or less interested after that? Uh, Somehow less interested? It's Jeff Johns. He's great, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. Um, the artist is a one shot. So they are doing all of this in one book. Yeah. And it's going to propel you into the next, it, the next book, which is justice mm-hmm. society of America. Can I just read that? Probably not. Probably. Have to read the other <laughs> I'm sure you can catch up somehow. Just I mean, society of America by Jeff Johns here. Like, like I only, I, I don't know a lot of these characters. They're old characters that I don't follow. So, mm-hmm. Will I be able to? Will it be accessible to me? Will it be? Will it grab me? Probably not. Probably not. But I definitely probably read the first one just to give it a shot. How about Star Girl: The Lost Children by Jeff Johns and Todd Nock? Well, it's got a it it's got some catnip for us there. It says new characters alert. Yep. So they're lo- dropping some new characters in this issue. So mm-hmm. that, that that gets my gander up a little. Yeah. Um. Uh. So first appearances, who could it be? Will they catch? You got internals here, and there's some in, there's in, some interesting characters and stuff here. Yeah, interesting. So now we have yeah maybe yeah, maybe Blue, Blue Beetle Graduation Day number one, uh, by Josh Truillo and Adrian Gutierrez. Six issue Blue Beetle story was this. This wasn't a winner of anything. It's just another random Blue Beetle book. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it sounds like one of the blue beetles that was in the round robin, but it's not. It's not, yeah. And now we can tell we can celebrate an unforgettable decade with DC's nineties rewind cover. So action ten forty nine, Batman one twenty nine, Batman Incorporated two, Batman versus Robin three, Batman Superman World's Finest, Black Adam, Catwoman, and Detectives ten sixty six will have a nineties cover. So we are just getting a cover with not great art, it seems. <laughs> That's what it seems, yeah. It's like, yeah, great. I remember those covers. Mm-hmm. They weren't great. They were very interchangeable. I do like the tongue-in-cheek of the Batman Superman World's Finest where their capes are going nuts. Get back up there. Oh, <laughs> okay. So they are playfully just kind of pointing at the tropes of the 90s, but I'm out. Oh, crap, there's a whole other page of them. Yeah. The Wonder Woman, not too bad. Mm-mm. It's kind of clever. Matt Rosenberg doing Wildcats. Going to relaunch that. You mean Wild C-A-T-S? 
Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> How dare Variant I? covers by Jim Lee, Art Germ, and Ben Oliver. You don't see the Lao. Which one's the Lao? The very top left postage stamp. Oh, okay. Yep. Good internals. Yep. If that was enough, we also have Waller versus Wildstorm, number one by Spencer Ackerman and Evan Narcisse, with art by Eric Battle. And we enjoyed the Wildstorm relaunch, didn't we, from a while ago? We were very intricate. We liked the team, but that was about it. But it wasn't this these writers. It was somebody Correct. else that we liked. Yeah. So, I don't know. This takes place in the early 80s. Ah, uh, I'm out. That's what I figured. Terrible decade. We also have the 30th anniversary special of Wildstorm. We also have a cool J. Scott Campbell cover there that I really like. Yeah. And a glow-in-the-dark cover. But yeah, that J. Scott Campbell. Can't have a 30th anniversary without a glow-in-the-dark. Oh, wait. It's the Suzumayaki that I'm isn't it? Oh, man. That's pretty great. The Libra Mayo, you can see that one. Model mm-hmm. I. Wow. Very nice. And now we have the hit crossover continues in an oversized special. This is another, of course, Dark Crisis tie-in, because we're doing that still. Superman, Kal-El Returns, special number one. Kal-El has returned from his long sojourn to War World. But what ramifications does this hold for the broader DC Universe? So this is... Real Superman's back? Yes. Mark Wade, Cine Grace, Alice Segura, and Marv Wolfman writing. Yeah. It wasn't really gone that long, was he? Was it even mm-hmm. a year? Yep. The March Towards Action 1050 continues in this essential volume. And since it's essential, it's six bucks. Yeah. You got a favorite lantern, Drew? Uh, I do. Is it John Stewart? It's Guy Gardner. Oh, if it were John Stewart, you'd be happy about page 23. And John Stewart, The Emerald Knight by Jeffrey Thorne and Marco Santucci on art. Join Stewart. John Stewart has been trapped in the dark sectors for months with the rest of his Green Lantern comrades. With the power of the Godstorm at his disposal, John's using everything he can to take down Essek, the mad new god, and bring his fellow Corman home. John will need to become something new to win the war against Essex. He'll need to become the Emerald Knight. So we have John Stewart with a sword. I believe it's called it's Corpsman. <laughs> it's I, still, I was joking. I was like, I'm still gonna go with Corman. <laughs> I think yeah, yeah, you're right. But Corpsman sounds funny. Had this been deceased, I would have gone Corpsman. It would have been Corpsman exactly. <clears throat> blah blah blah. Dark Christmas. Dark Crisis on Infinite Earth 6. It's penultimate. Yeah, this is 6 of 7. Penultimate's our theme for the day. Yeah, it is. Which makes sense, since this is November. The penultimate month. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Dark Crisis, The Dark Army, number one by Mark Wade, Delilah Dawson, and Dennis Culver. A lot of red on these covers. A lot of um, writing teams. Mm -hmm. What's the deal? Is it? Well, it it is 48 pages true. Are we are we putting a team together because we need to have a veteran writer guide the ship, get it started, and then hand it off? Or does it really take three people to write a 48 page? Are you looking for an actual answer there? Yeah, I mean, Freddie Williams drawing the whole damn thing himself. <laughs> so I, I wouldn't think you'd need three writers unless there was a reason for it. 
Dark Crisis this, Dark Crisis that, Dark Crisis yada yada. Dark Crisis War Zone number one. That's your boy Matt Rosenberg with 14 other people. I don't, there's too much Dark Crisis, man. Dark Crisis World Without a Justice League Batman. Dark Crisis Young Justice 6. And does it even matter? Does any of this matter? Because you just told me four pages before Superman's back. Yeah. So everybody else is going to be back, right? Yeah. So I I don't even know why you're, why do you want to finish this this miniseries? Is it it great? Nobody's telling me it's great. I do have a friend telling me that deceased War of the Undead Gods is great. And here is its fourth issue. Of course, Tom Taylor writing yeah. that. Yeah. Um, some fun things. It was good. Some fun things with deceased bringing a few people back and making a few other people zombies. So I was a little worried, but because it'd been a while since I've read any mm-hmm. deceased, and I thought, didn't we tie everything up? Um, but it did a really great job of just pulling me back into the world and bringing me up to speed and let me know what we were going to do in this this part of the series so again tom taylor when he's on he's on yeah deceased war of the undead gods five here with a cool homage wraparound an actual neat looking acetate and by far the worst diet coke knockoff of a of a supergirl cover that i've ever seen why is that the diet that is a clear knockoff of the original art germ supergirl covers that we really liked Oh, by Sun Kamanaki. Yeah. He's like, I can use Photoshop too. Yeah, it's but it's just, it's, it, everything is a step down. Yeah, it's not quite there. I get you. Yeah. You think the However, that acetate is an awesome looking cover. <laughs> think it's stapled on? Oh, please let it be. <laughs> CGCs, <laughs> save us. It's two staples. Let's be all. Batman versus Robin number three, written by Mark Lee. Wow, Mark Wade living it up this month. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Nightwing 2022 annual. Great. More about Heartless. Who is Heartless? Find out who the villain is behind the platinum mask and why he only collects the hearts of some victims and not others. And why he has no heart himself. Then, Bitewing year one, follow Haley in her first years with her humans, Nightwing and Batgirl, and see how she takes a bite out of crime in her first year becoming Bitewing. That's what? gonna be an all silent issue. That oh that'll be that'll be very pizza dogish. Pizza dogish. You'll like it. It is Tom Taylor writing that. So yep, you'll like it. Shut up. Shut your mouth. You'll like it. Just buy it and read it. <laughs> buy it and read it. Batgirl 2022 annual. Becky Cloonan and Michael Conrad writing that one. Detective 2022. Ram V doing that one. Nubia and the Justice League special. Becky Cloonan on that one as well. Wonder Woman 204 facsimile edition. Which is what? Wonder Woman 204. Right, but what's the significance of 204? Diana returns to... Home. Character's iconic first appearance. Nubia. Nubia. So this is Nubia's Nubia. first appearance. Wonder Woman 793. Um, it gives us the 90 cover from Jen Bartel that we liked. Yeah. And nothing else. DC's Grifter got run over by a reindeer, number one. Hmm. So it's time for a $10 themed holiday book, and here it is. Man, there's an awful lot of 
holiday stuff in November, does that mean December is going to be like super light? That's what I was thinking. Okay, this is an odd page. Superman number 75 special edition. Okay. So this is the Superman versus Doomsday from 1992. All right. Detective Comics 38 facsimile edition. Okay. That's the Robin backstory. And Brave and the Bold 28 facsimile edition. That is the Justice League. Hey, I own that one. So, wow, the Detective Comics 38 I did not notice was a $7 book. Yeah. You can probably get the actual Superman 75 for less than $4. (laughs) You can. You can. I didn't pay that much for Brave and the Bold 28 either. So here you go, Drew. Tom King's Opus. Batman Catwoman. Written by Tom King. Opus? I mean, this is what he was harking for for the longest time, right? This is what he time, got right? fired for, dude. Yeah. What, so it get, might as well be his Opus, right? kicked off the Batman book. Yes. And so how, how would you describe it? I would describe it as a six-issue story in a 12-issue package. Well, I've got more about that. So it's $40. It's 424 pages. It is 12 issues of Catwoman plus the Batman Catwoman special, along with the Batman annual number two and the Catwoman 80th anniversary 100-page Super Spectacular and Detective Comics 1027. I've read all that. So, yeah, it was. Yeah. okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. All this to say Bat plus Cat. I mean, it's good. I'm not saying it's not good. I'm just saying it meandered. So you're going to get this, let's see, you get your Cowabunga discount, you get this for 20 bucks worth of snagging up and reading? Yes, I think so. Yes. All right. And you don't have to wait. It's not delayed for you. You're getting, you can, you can skim over the uh, Christmas Carol lyrics that are sprinkled throughout. You don't, it doesn't slow you down. Yes. That's, that's the perfect package. There we go. That was my name in school. We also have Tom King's uh, Rorschach. Altogether, 312 pages for 30 bucks here. That is issues 1 through 12 of the Rorschach miniseries. That'd be great in hardcover, collected edition as well. We also have Tom King's Batman Killing Time in a $30 pack as well. That's only 6. It is 208 pages. I'm not getting an issue marker. Yeah, that's probably. We're getting Tom King's Strange Adventures. I, that's the one I haven't read. I haven't read that one. 30 bucks for 376 pages for issues 1 through 12. And it's surprising because I like Mitch Jarrods a lot and Doc Shaner. So I probably so should have read that. We got a dope little uh, two-page Tom King highlight spread. So that's pretty dope. I like that. Yeah. Coming soon to Barnes & Noble near you. <laughs> or Oliver's or Ollie's or whatever that place is. Yeah. House of L, book three, The Treacherous Hope by Claudia Gray. And then we have the Dark Knight's Metal Omnibus, $125, 760 pages. And are Too all many the, issues to, to even read off. Are all the texts in red on black? Is the text red on, on black background? Yes. Bubbles? That, that drove me so crazy. I hated that. Available in regular and direct market versions with two unique covers. Wow, that's a ton of stuff jammed in there, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And now we have the actual money makers for DC in tiny postage stamps. Yeah, we got the uh, the, the part five of Kal-El returning. Were all other four parts up up, up before we, did we scroll through them? 
We did not. Well, we talked about Cowell returning in a couple. I know Wonder Woman was one of them, and I mm-hmm. can't remember what the other ones were. Must have been four more. Yeah. So we're doing a lot of Kal-El returns in this crossover. So. Yeah, okay. So the uh, the epic crossover between Action Comics and Superman set of Kal-El continues. It didn't start last month, did it? We would have noticed, right? Well, we haven't read the stuff that's the month previous to this. That's true. Batman Nightwatch 3 and 4, Batman Incorporated, Batman Fortress, Audio Adventures, Urban Legends 21 and 22. Oh, I like that. What are they doing with the covers there? For which one? Ur- Urban Legends. Mm-hmm. Very interesting, both of them, really. Yeah. Many of the covers are very interesting. Hmm. Yeah, is that a Speed Racer homage on the Urban Legends 21? I could, yeah, I can see that, yeah. And I cannot catch the homage on 22, but it's a, it's an homage as well. It is, but I just don't know what it is, but it's something. <laughs> I think they're all actually homages. I'm just too dumb to figure them all out. Yeah. Black. Look at that Black Adam cover. So, uh, Sergeant Rock one come out yet? No. Where's the Army of Dead? I knew you were. Uh, you're always clamoring for some Sergeant Rock. Yeah, I'll, I'm clamoring. I haven't read it yet. I'm, I haven't seen it yet. It'll be it'll be fun. Tinian's still writing some stuff. He's doing DC versus Vampires still. Guess we haven't finished that yet. Gotham City Year One Number Two. That one in twenty five is a heck of a cover. That is gorgeous. Natalie Sanders writing or doing the art on that one. It looks like a I, photo cosplay. I can cover. see that popping like crazy, like those Sozomiyaki ones are. Yeah, you gonna you gonna risk uh, thirty bones on that though to find out? I am. You are not. If you would let me pick it, I would pick it in a heartbeat. Are you gonna buy it? Yep. Deal. All right. I'm still gonna let you. You can't pick it. Yeah, Gotham City hasn't come out come out yet either. Mm-mm. So like, yeah, three three months behind on these. That is the worst Nightwing cover I have ever seen. So I just gloss right over it. Page you page, on page forty six, digital forty six A. I don't even see it. Page forty six. I'm on forty six. Oh, forty six on the page, not on the not digital forty six. Took me a while. Yeah, okay. I get to, I get you. It is terrible. That's like a Bad Scotty Young ripoff, right? Yeah. And that's Bruno Redondo too. He's just what's he doing? Like big head, big head, little. What is that? What is that? What is that for? What What's the deal? Night Might. I don't know who Night Might is, but oh, okay. I'm okay. guessing. Yeah, I don't know. But boy, 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 Poison Ivy. Holy crap! So you got your Frizen cover on six. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's very similar to their last one though, that we picked. And I love the Jessica Fong cover A for seven, the shill baby shill. Yeah, it's great, right? Yeah. Middleton did a fine job. Mm-hmm. I don't know who Lyrics is, but that person did a good job. Dan Nogin with a one in 25. Uh, this is... Because they're, they're going all out. Yeah. Going... Yeah. But yeah, I think, I think you're right about the shill baby shill. That's pretty... Pretty cool. Unique. Mm-hmm. Punchline Gotham game number two. Excited about the Punchline book, um, but it seems like every cover they're doing here we've already gotten before. Even the purple background one. They, they seem very, very, very recycled. Yeah, and I don't know that I love Teeny Howard doing Punchline as well as I liked 
Kenyon doing punchline. Mm-hmm. Superman, Son of Kal-El, number 17. Very great cover, A. Eh? That's an homage, right? Oh. It looks kind of like a Huck cover. I think I'm thinking yeah, of a Huck cover. Yeah, it looks very much like a Huck cover. So that, can't be an, that can't be an homage to Huck. Mark Millar's not involved, is he? No. Superman Space Age 3. That was a very uh, Saturday morning, Sunday morning post. Yeah. Cover. I'm still sitting on that first issue. It's a, it's a lot of pages. And uh, I, haven't, I haven't cracked it yet. A little bit of all red goes a long way. Yeah. I guess I just got to be in the right frame of mind. Can't be too sleepy when you're reading an 80-page book. <laughs> Might not make it through. Joker, the man who stopped laughing. The 1 in 25 variant is literally just a zoomed-in close-up of his gnarthy, gnarly, fugly teeth. It's pretty gross. Yeah. Yeah. But that is Matina doing that, too. Oh, okay. Well. I think it's awesome, but dang, dude. What's the little four? What's the little four V in the corner mean? There are four versions of this book. Oh, okay. Or four variants. I'm sorry. In addition to a cover eye. Yes. So what do you what do you think? Why did they do the? Why is everything a cardstock? It's not everything's a cardstock on everything. Um, the 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 book I talked about that every single cover was cardstock cover. Like but I'm I'm seeing that in parentheses on a lot of books. All covers are cardstock. The variants are cardstock, I think, on some of these ones, but I don't think the original, the the standard cover is, because like if you're looking at Tim Drake Robin number three, it's a three ninety nine book, so you're not getting the cover A for for, for with cardstock for three ninety nine. Yeah, okay, I got you. But I can't remember what it was, but I think it was that mainline Batman title. Every single cover was cardstock, be they variant or original. So is Joker the man who stopped laughing? That's not connected to. The man who laughs, right? Or is it? Is the this, Batman is who it, laughs, yeah, completely different. This is just like a play on. The yeah, the man who stopped that, laughing is the Joker is dying and needs medical help. But where can the most talented man in the United States get it? And what makes matters worse, Jason Todd decides now to finally hunt and kill the clown prince of crime. I think he would have done that by now. If well written, yes, he would. That's the end of Nice House on the Lake, right? Oh yeah, twelve of twelve. I don't even think that's the same artist. Alvaro Martinez Bueno. Is it? I don't think so. No clue. Maybe. You could not have a worse Nightwing cover than this Titans United Blood Pact number three. <laughs> you Come hated on. the other thing, though. I love Derek Chu, but that is dumb. <laughs> the haircut looks like... Yeah. Is it, was it Janice hey, from Reef's Company? <laughs> hey, is that? Hey, Nightwing, why don't you come back from touring with the Beatles? It's a terrible so haircut. Your cover. It's not, that's not what Nightwing's hair looks like, ever. No. In the he history of, he's allowed to be a little emo boy. That's fine, but that this is just stupid. <laughs> that's a really bad side part, too. I yeah. didn't get it. What's he doing? Yeah. Rawr. All right. Trades, collected editions, trades, collected editions, trades, collected editions. Ooh, Nightwing Volume 1 leaping into the fly, the Tom Taylor run from 78 to 83. That's a good one for $17. Yep. Yep, that's those are the the highest dollar books too, right? Yep. Ooh, and then the second volume is a twenty five dollar volume, so they're trying to get you with the first one, and then they threw in a couple of they threw in a Superman, Son of Kal El in there, that crossover. Mm-hmm. What did we miss? Anything good? No. That's pretty packed. 
yeah, a lot of good stuff, a lot of stuff ending and all kinds of fun with it. I'm um, I'm worried about December or uh, DC is pulling out all the stops. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, one of the two, maybe both could be true. Yeah, a little column A, a little column B, maybe. Heck of a heck of a November. Um, a lot of people going to be happy about a lot of that stuff, more so than me even on the like the JSA stuff. People have been clamoring for that for a long time. So and Jeff Johns at the helm means it's going to. It should it should check the boxes for a lot of um, old school comic people. So and lots Some of new would number say ones. A December to remember, <laughs> or a November to remember, or November <laughs> to remember. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So lots of lots of good stuff. Reason three hundred sixty five million four hundred twenty two to support us on Patreon. We um, had our account locked. Our server was locked. Turned out it was time to pay the bill, and it was a doozy. And under normal circumstances, it would have caused quite an issue. But because of our patrons, we had money in our account, and we were able to quickly move that over, pay our dues, and get our account turned back on to where you really didn't notice, I don't think, that our account had been frozen. We appreciate our patrons. So please head over to patreon.com slash comics fun profit and support us at any level to keep the lights on literally figuratively keep the lights on and we appreciate those of you who do thank you so much and now let's slide on over and see what the hot stuff is from our good friends at cbsi yeah of course our good friends at comicbookinvest.com every friday evening put out their hot 10 books the books that are just blowing up on the secondary market and that you got to pay attention to because it's where the market is heading and we're going to start with the number one book batman 423 the gold foil variant 150 dollars that sound you hear is called milking fact is people still want mcfarlane even if it is just reused Publishers know it and will not stop doing it until we stop buying them, which appears to that's never going to happen. So, what if Planet Hulk number one from Greg Pak, over a hundred dollars for Raw? It was only selling in the fifty to seventy-five dollar range. Nine point eight or a thousand dollars doesn't seem to be confirmed, but it looks like She-Hulk is teasing Scar. S K A A R. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Detective Comics 1063, the Yoshitaka Amano 1 in 25 variant. 40 to 50 bucks. This looks like something out of Sandman, right? Can't remember the last time a Detective Comics anything was selling well. You know, you you can keep this Yoshitaka Amano 1 in 25 and pick any of the Libermeo Detective Mm -hmm. Comic covers, and it crushes the shit out of this. Yeah. I I do not see this. I don't see the appeal of this at all. It's a wispy pencil sketch with that has nothing swatch. to actually do with the characters. Yeah. What the hell? What the hell, people? Well, it's a one in twenty-five, so it's scarce. It's only selling for double. Yeah. So. Meh. Double. Yeah, it's nothing. Black Cat Annual Number One from last year, fifteen to twenty dollars. Upcoming series for the Tiger Division is creating some additional interest in this issue. In this issue, thanks to my friend. Van Denby, check out his Vantage Point article for the heads up on this one. We won't. Nope. Graham number four, the Jenny Frizen Virgin variant, limited to one per store, twenty-five to thirty dollars. Gonna be honest, if those were my kids, I'm not sure I would come home after work. Yeah, yeah, but you would. 
no surprise that Jenny Frizzle one for Sora and Grimm is doing great. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't love it, but it is, it's a, it's a stark, it's a stark take. Yeah. And what, 2,500 of these? So I can yep. see that. One of us. Scar, Son of Hulk number one, the Julia Bell cover, Greg Pak written as well. A CGC 9.6 sold just a couple weeks ago for $30. Raw copies are now $50 or more. Same reason as number two above. This is what happens when Spec is Light books are selling for a lot less. Yeah, uh, a CGC 9.6 for 30 bucks. That's a steal. Yeah. From Opus Comics, Evanescence Echoes from the Void, number one, the one in five video game variant. $15 to $20. More band-based comics. This one from emo metal rock band Evanescence, led by the haunting voice of Amy Lee. Looks like the series will be based on their music, which seems to be a trend now. I thought this band broke up many years ago, to be honest. Uh, the reason it's cool is that is a Zelda Breath of the Wild cover. Oh, really? Yeah, there's a Breath of the Wild homage, too, so that's pretty rough. Wow, that is cool. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to pay that much for a one in five, do you? No. At rank eight, we have Marvel, number one, the Greg Horn variant, over $60. First, I can't believe that Marvel allowed these covers. B, I don't understand the appeal. And three, the foil accents are friggin' hilarious. Um, Greg Horn, he's the guy we don't like? Correct. Okay. I don't know that we don't like him we just we got gouged we got gouged by him and ct yeah yeah Yeah. conan the barbarian number 23 the roy thomas book a lot of sales this week graded copies are only about five percent up which is odd and we'd expect to pay around 150 dollars for all very fine copies this is one of those super weird situations 50 year old character that has now cast its leads but does anyone actually care about conan hmm is so what what's the deal new show yeah, new Conan. Movie? Yeah. I, I don't know the answer to that. I, yeah, it's it's totally off my radar. At rank 10, we have Spider-Gwen, Gwenaverse number 5, Peach Momoko, 1 in 100 variant. It's going for $100. Wow. Well, this is what it has come to. Books sell at ratio, making the list. I honestly thought about just leaving this section blank as there are only books going down in prices from here. List of survivors this week. Wow. <laughs> oh, my. It's depressing. So, uh, buy, we are in a buyer's market at the second. Black Panther number two in the honorable mention section. Uh, the one in 25 Russell Downerman variant. The last sale on this was over a month ago for $12, but sold this week for 75 and all current listings are at that or higher. This is some kind of weird symbolic Killmonger first appearance in here. So it does have something, uh, in the guts worth a premium. Hmm. And the other honorable mention, Weird Tales of the Future number seven. This is for sure a wild cover by Bernard Bailey. It's so wild, I don't even have anything funny to say about it. It's just a classic cover. A 2.0 sold for $2,600 this week, which was 20% higher than the 4.0 last year. That is that is wild. But that's not a big jump, really. No. Oh, but it's okay. I see. It was a 4.0 last year. It's only a 2.0 this year. And it Correct. sold for more. Okay. I didn't follow the math. All right, Drew, you mix things up quite a bit on me, so I don't remember even where we go after our hot ten. FOC. 
FOC is our final order cutoff. It's where we like to check out the books coming out here in a few weeks. These books, of course, releasing on September 27th, thereabout, most of them. Uh, we like to see if we need to add anything to our order because I ain't chasing things on the secondary market at this point. I want them in my polls, and yes. this is how we do that. Uh, let's start with some of our DC and other books. For $7, you can get yourself an Action Comics number one facsimile edition. It's the only time I'm going to get a hold of it. Yeah, I'll probably never, never touch it any other way. So there it's you a, go. It's a different formatted book. It's not a typical size, is it? Oh no, I think it's a little bigger since it's I think from so too. 1938. Yeah. yeah. Batman One Bad Day, the Riddler number one, going to a second print, and we're actually getting a one in twenty-five second print. I'm not sure if the price on that is right, but dang, I'm not even. Which one is it? Batman, One Bad Day, The Riddler, number one. And there's a 1 in 25 foil. Oh, the Mitch Jareds. Okay. Yeah. But that can't be the right price for a 1 in 25. I don't know. What is it? 100 bucks. Seems high. Seems. World's Finest, 1 in 50 Todd Knock is crowded, but I always like the group sh- shots on the covers. Those are always pretty cool. Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths, one going to a third print, two going to a third print, and three all going to a third print for DC. That's 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 a rarity. Yeah. Born of Blood, number one. Uh, the one in 50 Tristar variant. Tristar, Tristar variant? Holy smokes. This is DC, you say? This is uh, Merc, I believe. Oh, you moved. Okay. okay. Well, it's one, it's one of the lunar... Gotcha, 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 yep. Uh, Pick a a TriStar variant, any of them, and they're pretty risque. Hmm. Then we have the the Catwoman. Back to DC, we have the the Catwoman, (laughs) uh, Jeff DeKal. I kind of like him. Yeah. But then it's right next to Sozomiaki. So, you know, it's tough to rise above the clutter there, but, man, they're both really good. Mm Mm-hmm. Here's where we get Sergeant Rock versus Army of the Dead number one. It's going to come out mid-September on that one. So asked and answered. Yep. So you, did you did you say you think the uh, Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths uh, third printing that looks like Crisis, the original Crisis, is going to do anything? Yes, definitely. Yeah, there's a couple of cool covers of that Sergeant Rock too. Oh, we get a Frank Quietly Duffel Bag cover. Is that what it is? A Duffel Bag cover? That's interesting. Or is that? Oh, is that bagged? Is that a Frank Quitely cover that's bagged? I don't know where you're at or what you're doing. Uh, the cover C for Sergeant Rock versus Army of the Dead. Yeah, that's a poly bagged. Yeah. Ooh, ooh. And it's please inquire. What does what does Kawabunga have on that one? Uh, regular price. That is the the regular Frank Quality. You said that's the C cover, the duffel cover bag. C, yeah. Yep. You can get it for two ninety nine. Yeah, gotta that do is that. The Frank Quietly duffel bag of gore. Yeah. Do I open it even? Do I just have it sealed? Yes. I do. One to open, one to seal. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Uh, there's there's a lot of cool ones. I, I don't know how you choose. I don't know how you choose, especially if you've you've been yearning for Sergeant Rock and you're mm-hmm. getting. Ton, oh, Pia Guerra is doing a Sergeant Rock. Yeah. Holy shit. Man, that's one in 100, though. The Gary Frank, I mean, 
So, you know, you've you've been you've been a dearth of Sergeant Rock. You haven't had any. Yes. You've been whine you've been whining yes. about it for year now. And so you get one and you have all these cover choices. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and that's Frank Francesca Francovia doing one. Yep. Taking a break from uh, Afterlife with Archie, Afterlife with Archie, getting that next issue out. It's definitely switching gears a bit there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, I think I'll get the quietly, but I'll probably open it. I have to see. Like, it would be funny if it just looked like the Bolly bags. <laughs> yeah, it's just green. I'd get the Piagera if I if it wasn't one in one. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Ooh, Dan Mora doing a cool DC mech. No such thing as a cool mech. It is. It is kind of cool. Nathan Zerdy doing another cool DC versus vampires on the cover B. Crap, I lost my train of thought. I was going to show you something down here. Somebody was doing a cover that I was like, wow. James Stoko on the cover C, 1 in 25, DC versus vampires, and it's a dead man cover over Bane. Standing over Bane, a dead Bane. That's pretty awesome. J.H. Williams III has a cover for Detective Comics 1064 that I think is really cool. I mean, look, 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 it's the cover B. I like J.H. Williams. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We love it. If I can get to the damn detectives. Oh, I wasn't there yet. Gotta skip through all the death of Superman. It wasn't... Didn't Jurgens say something about the, uh, the polybagged was not on FOC or something like that? I do not remember, sir. It's going to be underordered. I'll get there. Okay. Which one am I looking at? Which detective? The J.H. Williams, the third cardstock, cover yep. B. Yep. And of course, it's inventive and cool and, oh, very nice. Very nice. You got to go back to those desks. Yeah. Polybag. There's the polybag one right there. The Dan Jurgens breeding premium polybag. Yeah. Which there is no discount on that one. Full boat. Full boat. Man, I don't know. I fell for the death of Superman polybag before. <laughs> about 30 years ago. And I still got a couple. So, I don't know. Nightwing doing a landscape uh, Brady Bunch cover. That's yeah, cool. I actually thought that one was okay. Much better than the ones that were in the friggin' previews. Nightwing gets four covers this week. One of them's a Harley cover. Relax. But he's on it. That's true. I actually like that cover. It's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. Alan Qua. Sergio Acuna's not bad. Jamal Campbell's nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's an, it, you've got a pretty solid foursome of covers there. Yeah. Sometimes you get pretty down on your covers, but you did pretty well this month. Not too shabby. Get me at it. There's so many DC books. You're right. Space Age 2. We talked about Space Age 3 earlier. And then we're going to finish up Task Force Z with the 12th issue. Eddie Barrow is doing a cover. Tim Drake Robin launches with its first issue. Where does he rank on your Robin rankings, Kyle? Last. Tim Drake is last? We had this whole conversation when DC tried to market a book as everyone's favorite Robin Tim Drake. That's right. That's right. We did that. That's great. Uh, I, you're going to have to put me in a home pretty soon. Uh, unlike you, my takes stay the same from week to week. <laughs> <laughs> did you say I, I float? Back, I, I vacillate? 
there could be some flipping and some flop. Huh. I just think I don't remember. Titans <laughs> United. Blood Pack, number one. The cover D, pretty cool. Well, that's a one in 50. Why is Tori Amos giving me a hardcover for 1990s CD? <laughs> that's weird. It's 40 bucks. Okay. Have you moved off of DC yet? I have moved off of DC. Sorry it took so long. It's all I did good. a lot of stuff. Good. Heart Eyes from Vault Comics going to a second print. Am I allowed to jump around or does that piss you off? You know, you do what you do, you, sir. I'm looking at Creep Show from Image. It's the Burnham cover. Mm hmm. Which I got confused while you were gone. I know, it's hard to believe. When Mike was on. And. I thought this was Tales from the Crypt. I was thinking oh, of the wow. show. I was thinking of the HBO <laughs> yeah. show. Mm-hmm. But was Creep Show like a Showtime show, a Showtime version of it, or was it something else entirely? It was like a something movie? else entirely. Yeah. Second issue of Deadliest Bouquet. That was really good. The first issue, I enjoyed it a lot. Ice Cream Man, Nightmare Fuel covers. What are those things called, Kyle? When it's like. You see the, where the, like the stairs are going backwards and forwards the same. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The like, optical yeah. illusion. What's the, mm-hmm. what is that? That's got a name, right? It's got a yeah. Like an art, art style or something. You won't let me pick a one in ten, will you? No, no. <sighs> Shirtless bear fighter number two, issue two, one in ten. <sighs> well, what's so special about it? He's killing Winnie the Pooh, you moron. Uh, yeah, I don't, it's not on my list. I don't see it. Shoot. A 500 copy incentive on Vanish on Image. Holy crap. This is a Stegman book? Yeah. And there's only 500? It's limited to 500? Oh, it's a 1 in 500. There, well, yeah, Image doesn't doesn't use the ratios. They say 500 copy incentive, but yeah. But that's, that's what that means. Mm-hmm. Okay. Four variants for Walking Dead? As we work our way out of the prison... Close. There's the tank. Who's this Pablo Rivera? Who are the people that he's drawn? I don't recognize anybody. Who's, who's the karate kid there? Who's that supposed to be? Is this supposed to be Rick and Lori? <laughs> like, the only reason I know it's Carl in the, by the crib because he's got the hat on. Those are terrible. <laughs> you don't have to be photorealistic, but you got to be somewhere in the ballpark. I mean, it's not bad art. It's it. I mean, it's well drawn. It just doesn't look like any characters I've ever seen in any medium. So oh, we missed Kyle, out. Speaking of Walking Dead, yeah. I I know you're like season behind, two seasons behind, something mm-hmm. like that. And uh, so they've relaunched. They've launched a new thing called Tales of the of the Walking Dead. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Okay. Which is something um, Kirkman said. He was never interested in doing it in the comics, which was tell stories from other places ah, other, other yeah, than. Yeah. And but so these are like other than suburban Georgia. Yeah. So these are just like stories. I've only seen two episodes so far. And this is other people in other places and what they experienced at some point during the apocalypse. Like That's one awesome. was Terry Crews and um, famous. Um, but he was just a. He was just a survivalist and had a bunker. That's awesome. And, and he was living life fine. Had it, it was completely prepared. Um, just him and his dog, they were good. Dog died. Got oh my. And so he went on a 
he went on a walkabout looking for um, some other survivalists that he had been communicating with before the power grid failed. And uh, it was it was it was kind of fun. But then there was like another one with um, Parker Posey where it was like Groundhog Day. So it was like, oh, wow. When, when the outbreak happened and then they go through the day discovering it. That's eh, not real. It's not serious. Oh, it is serious. Oh, shit, it's too late. Dead. And then they die and then start over that same day uh, multiple times. And uh, it was it was pretty good. Um, so it was like it's like a like fresh take on the world that, you know, that's awesome. I love that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And just gets you away from some of the, you know, the same old characters. And so you don't have to be caught up to watch it either. There you go. Drew a lot of scuttlebutt around Frank Miller presents Ashcan, his uh, little one dollar book. And who's doing this? What publisher? Uh, Frank Miller presents LLC. So that's a other comics and graphic novel, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, it's under Frank Miller. Under F. But that's the uh, one dollar book that's you know I think they're at, you're getting like twenty or forty bucks for it at the moment. Um, they're doing a second print on it. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Anything in Boom? Graham gets a second print for four. Frozen doing a nice cover for five. Dark Horse, I'm finishing up Lonesome Hunters there from Dark Horse. Speaking of Dark Horse, uh, Resident Alien's back on Sci-Fi. Ooh. A couple, couple of more episodes of that. It's been good. Earth Divers, number one from IDW. Stephen Graham Jones and David Gianfellis. Earth Divers Kill Columbus is the subtitle. Uh, it's the apocalypse exactly as expected. Rivers receding, oceans rising. Like I give a shit. Civilizations <laughs> crumbling. Humanity has given up hope except for a group of outcast indigenous survivors who have discovered a time travel portal in a cave in the middle of the... Okay. What? She <laughs> lost me. Can't, can't just can't just apocalypse, but it's also time travel. You're gonna be Christopher Columbus time. Okay. Well, I guess that that's a kind of a cool tie-in for if you're indigenous people, right? There you go. Go to Colum- Christopher Columbus time and kill him. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. The best of TMNT collection volume two. So that's April. What's his face? Yellow turtle. <laughs> <laughs> the yellow turtle. And uh, Splinter? Is that Splinter? Not Splinter. Who's the rat? Jesus. Splinter. Yeah. And that's Casey Jones. The hockey mask. Yeah. What's two, which one's yellow turtle? Leonardo? No, none of the mainline turtles turtles are yellow. Oh, it's, it's the new girl. Yeah, the chick. We talked a lot about Edge of Spider, Spider-Verse 2. Yeah. Um, it went to a second printing, and we oh, are not cool. being given the cover of that second printing. So whoever that character, breakout character is, is going to be on the cover of that, right? Yes. yes. Mm, nice. I haven't read that one. It was the new Spider UK and a couple other things. Any of those Star Wars covers hit you? Little eh. chewy action? Yeah, a couple neat things, but nothing too crazy. You get everything? Yeah, there's another chance for me to rail on Mandalorian. Now, you had two seasons, and you didn't put a Mandalorian show comic out. Mm-hmm. And when you finally do, it's just a rehash of season one. Mm-hmm. 
come on. You could have you could have cranked that bad boy out when the show was come, coming out. It wouldn't have taken it that much time. Why? It's dumb. It's just dumb. I'll give it to you. Yeah. All right, Drew. What are your pick? What is your pick for the FOC pick of this week? I haven't got through the comics yet, man. I literally ask you, are you done with these? Well, I, was, I was on my tirade. I was doing. I didn't my... ask you if you were done with your tirade. You're never done with your tirade. <laughs> I, was, I was done with my tirade yet. I, I guess you got yours locked and loaded. No. Because I won't let you do a one in ten. So you're all you're pouting. I'm still pouting. I would like to highlight shirtless spare fighter number two, issue two, one in ten. Okay. Okay. Well, let me go. Where's my Where's my indigenous time travelers in the apocalypse? What was that? Was that an image book? It was not. It sounds like an image book, but I don't know. I don't think it was. I think it was IDW, and I gotta get back there. Flint Dynamite. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. This is fascinating. Listen to. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I was not ready. <laughs> Earth Divers. Damn it. Now, which one do I want? <laughs> uh, Cover A. Albuquerque. All right. So let's see here. I got a couple of choices to make between. Batman, One Bad Day, The Riddler, number one, the second print. I liked that one going to a second print. I agree with you on the Sergeant Rock duffel bag cardstock. That was very cool. Oh, no, that's my pick. What am I kidding? Who am I kidding? Screw you, Earth Divers. Can I take it? Yes, you may. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about. They actually highlighted it here as probably Andy's pick. Yeah. Duffel bag cover for sure. A little redundant on our part but i am going with edge of spider verse 2 the second print on that one because i want to see if they do something cool for the second print and i think they will all right let's head over to cover price top 10 for whatever week this is august 23rd i believe their weekly top 10 came out for the week of the 26th yeah all right we start at rank 10 for them as they check out our secondary market uh rank 10 from 2019 we have meet the scrolls the solicitation for secret invasions dropped on disney plus to go with a release date of spring 2023 it specifically mentions a group of infiltrate that had been infiltrating for years why that could mean many scrolls many fans attention shifted to this book it features the first appearance of the warners a scroll family that has completely integrated into society cdc 9.8s for 170 bucks and Rawls for 19. Just to get Drew going, at Reg 9, we have Star Wars The Mandalorian number two, <laughs> the one in 50 variant, currently going for $78 or 125 um, for Rawl, 75 being fair market value, 125 being the high sale. At Rank 8, we have What If Planet Hulk number one. This is, of course, uh, the first appearance of Scar, S K A A R, the son of Hulk. This book first peaked last year in june when a 9.8 sold for 800 dollars. currently 9.8 is going for about 600 and rawls fair market value 63 at rank seven we have avengers 85 from 1971 the first season of loki was a smashing success and fans are excited about the second outing well they just got more excited that the recent rumors that henry cavill is in talks to play hyperion marvel's superman and a member of the squadron supreme who first appears in this book here 21 copies on the secondary market 800 dollars for cgc 9.0 and raw is going for over 100 bucks we continue to pound the drum for eight billion genies the number one issue of the cover a going for 66 dollars for near mint plus and random rare uh 
Rawls going for 43 bucks. From 1994, we have Web of Spider-Man number 118. One leaked image from the Hasbro Game of Trouble theme was characters and images from the upcoming Spider-Verse film, featuring a surprising image of Scarlet Spider, a.k.a. Ben Riley. Ben Riley makes sucks. sense. I don't want to talk about Ben Riley because he's <laughs> an awful character. Why would we pay money for that? 44 copies in the secondary market. CGC 9.8 going for $965 and Rawls for about 100 bucks. That's dumb. Star Wars 26. Choose your destiny cover. 20 bucks for Rawl. Fair market value 16. Lots of pick? really cool. Uh, uh, lots of really cool first appearances in this one. Mm-hmm. Rank 3. Star Wars 26. The action figure variant. $18 for Rawl. 16 fair market value. We talked earlier about the Frank Miller Presents Ashcan, limited to 12,000 copies, which was a dollar, but we've seen high sales of 50 bucks, but you can get them for around 19. And at rank number one, the Star Wars 26 cover A, $30 for raw fair market value, 16. That's um, that's pretty interesting, that Frank Miller thing. I didn't realize he sent it to the LCSs for free. Mm-hmm. Uh, kind of cool. I didn't pay any attention to it. I didn't even know it came out. Whoops. Did not make the FOC. Uh, let's see. I rank 11, Secret Wars 8, black costume for Spider-Man. Um, around $229 for an air mint. Uh, 9.8, going for 8.40. 32 copies moved this week. Star Wars Mandalorian number 2, 1 in 25. Uh, 33 copies sold with a high sale of $35 for a raw, um, fair market around 12. That's a one in 25. That's garbage. Uh, the Savage, uh, rank 13, the Savage She-Hulk number one from 1980, 24 copies moved high sale of $719 for a CGC 98, uh, average around 132 for raws. At rank 14, we have Ultimate Fallout number four, first Miles Morales. We're now getting a high sale of $2,276 for a 9.8, and Raw's around $752. At rank 15, we have Sandman, the Netflix special number one, uh, 21 copies sold and selling for around $20 for Raw's. Um, not for the original, it was like a 25-cent book, so that's pretty good. Uh, rank 16, we have Edge of Spider-Verse number 2, the 1 in 10 design variant, sold 26 copies, high sale of t- almost $20 for a raw copy. Um, average is around $9, though. At rank 17, we had Secret Horrors number 1 from 1984, uh, sold an additional 21 copies, high sale of 700 bucks for a CGC 9.8, Raw's around $64. At rank 18, we have Spider-Man number one, the Todd McFarlane regular version from 1990. Uh, 16 additional copies sold, high of around $160 for a 9.8. Raw's around 20 bucks. Man, that's a huge jump. Yeah. Uh, Rank 19, we have Ghost Rider 28 from 1992. This is the Midnight Sun stuff. 17 copies sold. I sell 141 for for a 9.8. Raw's around $32. We've been talking about Midnight Suns for a long time. Mm-hmm. Has anything happened? I'm, nothing's come out. I mean, we're yeah. just still waiting and waiting and waiting. 
So we, we're still we're still develop in development. Yep. If it, you know. And finishing up the top 20, we have Spawn number one from 1992, the classic. Uh, 20 copies sold of this. $222 for a CGC 9.8. Raw's around 36 bucks. Good stuff. A lot of crazy stuff on the secondary markets. But the reason everybody came here is for our sneak peek at next week. The stuff that's coming out here next week. So Drew and I are going to sneak through what's coming out. We're going to head over to Lunar Distributions. Look for the things that DC is coming out with on the 30th. Well, they collected Batman 89 in the hardcover. That's nice. I like the uh, DC Saved by the Bell Reeve. It's a nice little play on words there. <laughs> Very all AG and Kitty, but that is a uh, cool concept and cool name. Well, second printings for Dark Crisis, issue one, two, and three. Flash annual, Love on the Run, one shot. Harley Quinn, annual number one, the Jim Lee homage, which is the cover C. Um, very cool. So we're getting a lot of um, a lot of Harley. We got because we've got that big uh, special edition coming up too, right? Mm-hmm. Lots of Harley. Hmm. Not the greatest week for me. No, no, Let's see what Image has to offer. I like the Hellcop cover. Right? Yeah. They've made it cool. like an L magazine. That's kind of cool. It is a good idea. I appreciate that kind of thing. Nothing else in Image. Slow Image week. Dark Horse giving us Minor Threats, number one. This is... Uh, Pat Oswalt and Jordan Bloom. Oh, yeah. Back together again. Might be more funny. A little humor. Kyle, who is Baxter Stockman? And Creator King? of the Mousers. Creator of the Mousers. Amazing Fantasy 1000. Here's where Marvel <laughs> is just making stuff up and making us get <laughs> money. I'm not going to re- recommend any of them because it makes me mad. I forgot about that. I forgot about their little shenanigans. Fortnite number four of five, and also a second printing of two. But remember, subsequent printings are not coming with codes. But I don't think the kids gonna know that. That's why I'm I'm telling everybody. No, I'm just saying. I I, yeah. I think I, I think, think it's a problem. Yes, I think I it's agree. a problem for the kids that didn't get there on street day. Get in there. Mommy, 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 give me the... What you're trying to say is the kids who did not listen to Comics for Fun and Profit... Well, yeah. They're going our, to have a bad time. Our demos will scooch a little older. Yeah. We got the first uh, Thunderbolts. A lot of Hawkeye love for the covers there. I like most of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Trading Card Variant's my favorite. Jim Zub doing the writing on this. Should be fun. I really only know about half the characters in Thunderbolts, but... That's all right. Mm, it's a good place to learn them. Third issue of Variants, which has been great so far. First two have been awesome. Dynamite giving us a bunch of Dynamite stuff, like they like to do. Like they like to do. So it was classified black box uh, OGN. Yeah, 13 bucks pop. Oh, yep. See that, Kyle? I'd allow you to pick. Hey, I appreciate that. Not a one in ten. From Scout Comics, we have Forever Forward, number one. Sci-fi writer Zach Kaplan and artist Arunas Sosunia take you on a sci-fi adventure like no other. 
one that imagines time traveling through the future as an Odyssey-style mythic journey home when brilliant young scientist Dr. Lewis Moody accidentally launches himself, his secret longtime crush, and three best friends 33 years into the future with his unproven quantum time machine. They find a mysterious message from their future selves. The only way back is forward. Oh, interesting. Whew. I had an easier time with FOC than I'm going to have with this one, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not a ton out this week. With it being a fifth release week, I believe. Yeah, if you look at uh, August, this was this is a fifth week. And traditionally, a fifth week can be a little... A little wonky. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think I got mine. Go for it, my dude. I'm going to go with uh, Harley Annual Jim Lee Cover C. That's a good one. Best I can do under the circumstances. Mm. When in doubt, we are going with Star Wars Obi-Wan Kenobi number four and the uh, Kayata Moon Day uh, cover. Which one was that? Sprouts Choose Your Destiny. It's the Kayata Moon Day cover. Obi-Wan Sprouts Choose Your Destiny. Gotcha. All right. Thank you for tagging along with Drew and myself through our picks of the week for this final week of August. Of course, you want more from Drew and myself or to get in on some of our fun Slack conversations, visit our Patreon page at Comics for Fun and Profit. We thank you guys so much for tagging along for Drew and for myself. So, yeah, you're definitely going to have to put the expletive tag. You were going off. What did I say? <laughs> <laughs>